Productions. Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. All right, welcome back to the show. This is John Nothing Fucking Doe, and we are Go Deep the Podcast. We are a member of Go Deep Productions. Just a friendly reminder, folks, you can find our gear. You can listen to our show all on our website. It's all in one spot. Simply go to godeepproductions.godaddysites.com. Click on the links if you want our gear, and if you want to reach out to our podcasters, all you got to do is click one of the other links, and that takes you to our podcasters. Anyways, on today's show, we have two very special guests, people that have been on before. Four. We did a part one. We're doing a part two. And the first person I want to introduce is Motorsports Mofo. How are you? Beautiful weather up here that we are finally getting in Ontario and uh, ready to uh, put this shindig together. Yes, it is uh, beautiful weather. And uh, it was kind of cold today. You know, in the future, whenever someone's listening, it could be warm or it could be uh, snowing by this point. Who knows? I like to think that it's a good day for nipples. I love when people can cut glass. Anyways, we're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The the next person we have on the show, he's uh, all-American. He's not Hulk Hogan. And he doesn't live in Florida. He's more of a Idaho kind of guy. The wonderful, the I would say strong, but I would say the easily instructed GI Joe. How are you, buddy? Great, great to be back. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being back on. Okay, so last time we spoke, and I'm not talking about the time where you had sack lunches and two hundred dollars in your hands with your classmates. <laughs> Wow, okay. Uh, Anyway, moving along. We were talking about you being a listen to the Army. So I wanted to go back there, but I want to go further if we can there, G.I. Joe. And I know you're limited for time, so I'm going to try not to waste any more of it. So, But see, you you know how I'm limited for time. See, some of us have real jobs and, and, you know, are busy and working. Does your job come with knee pads? I'm just curious. <laughs> what, 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 oh wow! Wow! Free snack lunches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Two hundred dollars. Actually, or? actually, actually, uh, I deliver food. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> so. Uh, so do I. I also give baby showers, but that's not the topic at hand. Woo! Oh. <laughs> okay, so going back to the army, you've now gone through all your checks. You've gotten yourself pushed through the door. They don't care if you have a limp and you talk kind of funny, and you're now ready <laughs> to serve. So you know that you so, want to be uh, a heavy mac. Right? Is that is that the right uh, term? No, it's uh, it's heavy equipment or what they call eighty eight Mike. So uh, basically, a tractor trailer truck driver. Okay, so you've got that. So what happens here? Are you just uh, going to do more training in terms of the truck driver? So or so, like- so, so we we've made it through ba- uh, basic training, right? We've uh, have we've gotten that far yet? I, I can't remember. Yes, we've gone through basic training, but now I want to know. Okay. Like, you're, you're, are you okay. training for the truck? Like, what's the deal? Yeah, after after your basic training, you go to what's called AIT, Advanced in a, advanced Individual Training. And then you go to train in your specialized, uh, what do you want to be, a medic, MP, uh, infantry, or, you know, artillery, armor, or might heavy transport. And you go to a different school. I went to a, a completely different base, and that's another eight to ten weeks. And they basically start you from ground one. You know, you learn all the basics on how, you know, the ins and outs of the truck, uh, the rules, the hours of service, pretty much everything. So let me ask you something there, G.I. Joe. Do they make you pay for this course? Is it something that comes off the end when you get a paycheck for real or... How does this all work? No, you, you, you're being paid. You're being paid while you're being trained. Now, no. correct me if I'm wrong, though, depending on what sort of courses or, or study of expertise you are taking, does that also then translate to 
the duration of time you were essentially signing up for in the military, i.e. if you're going through for a doctor, you're maybe essentially signing up for eight years of service versus maybe a truck driver, in your case, would be four years, or, or is that... No, everything is four years. I think I think the Coast Guard is six years. I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, everything is four years. At the end of four years, you can decide to re-up for another four years, and you just keep re-upping every four years. Even if you're a lifer, you still have to re-enlist or re-up because sometimes you may have medical issues or they may say, hey, no, we don't need you anymore. Uh, you can't re-up. And they'll send you your papers and, and you're gone. And that's an but honorable yeah, discharge. Yeah. No, no. A dishonorable discharge is if you're kicked out. I think it would be honorable, honorable discharge. Honorable discharge is yeah. where you've served your four years and, you know, you haven't asked to re-up. And you're like, hey, I've been my four years. I'm done. You know, if they don't need you, okay, yeah, you're done. Okay, it's an honorable discharge. A general discharge is if you just say you're, 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 you're always late or you're not really doing things the proper way or you're, you have a couple of uh, conduct uh, issues. Going to give you a general discharge, and/or say if, if you have uh, like a heart condition or high blood pressure, or you get hurt or wounded, then they give you a medical discharge. And if, and if you're a complete uh, fuck up, then they give you a dishonorable discharge. Is that what you got? No, I got a, I got an honorable discharge. Oh. <laughs> Slap. Yeah. Okay, so uh-huh. while you're in this four-year course of driving a truck and, and learning how not to fuck no, up it's, a tank. It's, 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 it's eight weeks, eight to ten weeks. Oh, sorry, eight weeks. What are some of the experiences that you're getting along with with your uh, – your, I can't remember the exact term you used last time. I'm going to say bunk buddy, but I know it's not your battle buddy. Your battle buddy or what they call an A driver. You, you have a driver and an A driver. The A driver is like your assistant driver. And when you're training – uh, you guys do everything together. You'll spend sometimes 8, 10, 12 hours a day driving, and you'll switch off. And then when you're not driving, you become the A driver. But that person is generally generally your battle buddy, and you do all your training together. Uh, when you're in the field, uh, you guys, you know, you eat together. You, you, you'll dig a foxhole, or you'll, you'll sleep underneath the trailer. What's you'll do foxhole? everything pretty much together. That's where you dig a hole so you don't, don't get your head blown off. Is that to take a shit? No, that's where you sleep at, dickhead. Okay. No, I was I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just asking a question. No. You take a you take a shit wherever you can take a shit. You don't dig, you take a shit and you move on. Okay. Have you had any incidents where you had to just do like a dumbbell drop and uh whip up your pants and go? Yep. Oh fuck. Does that make yeah, you does that make you more upset when you're in the field and you can't wipe your ass? Be honest. No, you you just it, it, you have to be adaptable and, and it's just and it's happened downrange you know you might be taking a dump and shit happens you, you just gotta cut mid-turd and you gotta pull up and you gotta go and i'm trying not trying to be stupid no, but no, you know you, you don't want to get shot taking a shit i mean what a way to die oh, yeah yeah uh john doe he was taking a shit Got his head blown off, you know. I, I definitely think it's one of those things too. When you're in that situation, I, I think it's the fact that we have this little bit of time to just to laugh about it. You probably in that real life situation, you don't have time to even process it. It's just no. Oh, this is this is happening right in front of me, and I got to go. And boom, you you don't even have time yeah. to really process it. I would imagine. And, and no one laughs at you. No one says you stink. No one does that because when you're downrange, you eat when you can, you sleep when you can, you shit when you can. You do you do whatever you can when you can. If you can't do it, you can't do it. You gotta you gotta move. War waits for no one. You just gotta be willing to do whatever. I mean, I remember. I don't know if I, I if I, I talked about this when you first go to basic training. 
and you're on your, your, your long walk, sometimes it'll be two or three o'clock in the morning and you're going on a 15K march, whatever, you will actually learn to sleepwalk. You will fall asleep walking in your body. And, and, and I'm telling you, your body adjusts and it listens to the person in front of you. And there's been times when the first time it happened to me, uh, when we were marching, it was like a 15K march. It was at nighttime and I heard some snoring. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it was the guy behind me. He was he was asleep, but he follows you. You walk and I'm telling you, your senses take over. The human body, is it, 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 sometimes it does fascinating things. Your senses take over. And there's been times where you go on a walk and, and I'll wake up. I'm like, I don't remember the last hour, but I'm sore, tired, and I hurt all over. But then we've gone like 10 kilometers or whatever. It happens. Your body adjusts. And like I said, you know, when you're using a washroom or eating or whatever, something snaps off. You just, you don't think about it. It's muscle memory. You grab your rifle or you duck and cover, or you get on the radio, or you do whatever, and you go into action, if you will. Now, let me ask you another question. I don't want to go back to this, but I want to kind of touch it one more time. Is there some cases where they give you diapers and shit? Yeah, they give you wet ones, like uh, baby wipes. You know, sometimes you, you have to wear your ACUs for six, seven days. You know, you may take one ACU and one that change of clothes with you, but you, you got to remember, you're carrying everything you need. Yeah. You, 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 you don't have time to carry or enough room to carry extra this, that, and the other. So if you shit yourself, you know, you do a field dressing, you know, and then you wash your underwear in a creek somewhere later and you, and you move on, you know? Okay, so... I was just going to say, like, to, just, again, I was just going to say, like, never being in the middle of hearing myself. I mean, watching documentaries and they show, like, Navy SEALs and they show some of these guys that are, like, you know, mercenaries, for lack of a better word, and that's my term. Um, they're going into these, these you know, high conflict zones to, to retrieve, uh, you know, a person or an object or what have you again i come back to i think it's some of these things like having to wash your underwear or whatever is probably the least of your concern like you were yeah. so probably mentally in the zone that it's like that is the absolute like that you're worried about snakes or whatever that could potentially yeah. kill you and never mind the you know just the other i just imagine it's probably the least of your concern yeah it, I, could, I could see where you're coming from there yeah you don't uh, you you don't think about it. no one will ever you know you shit yourself no one will ever say that because it's it, it i guarantee it everyone has probably shit yourself at least once at least once if you haven't well then you know you've been lucky because you know when you have to take you have to do whatever you got to do whatever i mean i get it yeah. I, I think a lot of people have to free ball so <laughs> Uh, moving free on. Ball? Yeah, free balls oh. when you wear uh, clothing without any underwear on. No, you, you can't do that. You can't do that uh, downrange. You can't. There's You can't do that. You won't have any nuts. You won't have any nuts left. Because if you're running, you're ducking and covering, you're rolling around, you need something that's got to hold them in place. And I'm, You know, you, people may laugh, but you need something that's got to hold them in place. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Private, are you free balling? <laughs> <laughs> And plus, and plus, and plus, when you're sleeping, you don't want to get a puff tent because then that's when your sergeant comes walking around and he flips it. And it, it, trust me, I never no. had a puff tent. But I know guys that have. Stop it! Stop it! Oh wow! All right, so. GI Joe. So here we go. We yeah. know that uh, you've got your training. So right after those eight weeks, are they saying, "Hey, Afghanistan's open. You're going down. Get ready to go." No, or I, how does this work? I. I I actually, when I went back to my home unit, because everyone, you know, the 
my my situation was different because I was in the the guard. I won't say what state, but I was in the guard. And you go back to your home unit and you ask. And so sometimes your unit is going over, but it may be a rotation where your unit doesn't go over for another two or three years. And you'll ask, hey, you know, is anybody going over? I want to go over with the next available whatever. And they'll look around and they'll see what what any guard unit needs, uh, 88 Mike or whatever your specialty is or your your MLS is. They'll see if any unit is is in need of that and they'll hook you up with that unit and you'll go train with that unit for a couple of months because you you train for a couple of months before you go over. You just don't go over. You'll train in in an environment similar to that. Uh, I went to Fort Bliss, Texas and trained there for, for several months. And then we went over. Sometimes it's two weeks training, sometimes it's six weeks. But we actually got like three months training, and then we went over. Wow. Okay. So here you go. Are you in a plane? What? Like, what's the deal when you guys? Like, are you in one of those super U.S. holding planes? Or? Uh, well, we 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 took uh, civilian transport over to. Uh, Frankfurt, because a lot of equipment's already over there. Some guard units do take their stuff over there, but we are, equipment was pretty much the stuff that we use is over there, and then from there, you get on a C-17 or or, or another transport, and you, you go to your, your, your respective uh, Bobs or your you know, Kandahar or, or, or you know Iraq, and you land and you, you get trucked to your, your, your FOB. So what's your feeling as your first time serving overseas past enemy lines? What's your feeling as a freshie? Well, there, there really is no enemy lines. It's not like World War II where there's a, there's our territory, enemy territory. You fly over there, you're, you're in enemy territory. You're in, you're in unfriendly territory. Because half the, 90% of those motherfuckers over there don't want you over there. And you've always got to have your head on a swivel. You, you know, when I say don't leave the base, you don't leave the base. Or you always go in groups of four or six. You never go by yourself. If you're caught without your battle buddy, you don't want to be that person. You always go with a group. But I, I was just, I was indifferent. I was... I was excited to be there. I wanted to be there. I wasn't scared. Eh, you, you get scared. You know, everyone that tells you they're not scared is, 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 is lying to you. Yeah, you get scared because you don't know if you're going to come back home sometimes, right? You, you you try not to think about it. I try not to think about anyone back home. Uh, you have to separate your your home life. You have to say, okay, you have to go into it thinking, okay, I don't have anybody back home. You can't, you know, have any emotional ties. You can't. Because if you have emotional ties to someone back home, you're going to hesitate. You know, you have to, you know, there's an old saying, you, you, you have to go into, you know, into the battle thinking or assuming you're already dead. And only then you can fight without remorse, without compassion. Only at that time you can become an effective soldier. You can't have attachments. You know, a lot of guys had, and girls had significant others, and they were always fucking up or, you know, well, she's fucking somebody or he's fucking somebody. Well, you can't be worried about who your significant other is fucking back home when you got your battle buddy to worry about and you're getting ready to go through a fucking gauntlet. You got a six or seven vehicles on a convoy and you're driving down these dirt roads in, if you will, enemy territory and there's IEDs, there's snipers, there's people always trying to, to kill you or to kidnap you or, no, or I don't do want to cut you off there for a second there, G.I. Joe. Just want to confirm, what's an IED? Is that a bomb? That's an improvised explosive device. Okay. They, use, they, they, they use cell phones. You'd be driving and to be honest with you, I got, like I said, I, I experienced it twice and it's like slow fucking motion. The first time the Humvee was flipped over, we pushed it back over started up next time i was in an lhs and we were just in a uh, a crater you, you don't really you feel it but it's like slow motion i had tendonitis for about four or five months which is a ringing in the ears and she started right up when we drove out of the crater you know you, you just if people say well you got blew up twice yeah you, but 
you know, there's, there's, you know, the vehicles that we have now, they're, they're pretty good at, at protecting you. You know, you can, there's a, a good chance you'll survive, but then there's a chance, well, yeah, you, yeah, you won't survive where they use, you know, captured artillery rounds or like five or six of them. And then it blows a hole, you know, the size of a fucking football field in the road, you know, and there's nothing left of you. So when you're experiencing but, this, this first time, so you're driving down the street, I'm assuming you're in a convoy. I don't know how many uh, vehicles yeah. you have. It, you know, it could be anywhere from 20 to 60, you know, it, 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 it varies. Were you the driver at the time or were you just like the no, A driver? I, I was, I was, I was the A driver. Okay. I was the A driver. I was actually fucking hot. I was actually fucking hot on my cell phone when it happened, you know, cause you're driving for hours, right? You're bored. You're just, you're, you're driving and you know, you're following a vehicle in front of you and then, you know, you don't hear it. You don't feel it. The next thing you know, it's like. It's like you wake up out of a bad nightmare and a bad dream and every part of your body hurts and, you, and you're coughing and you're hacking and, you know, shit's all over the place. And you're like, what the fuck? And your, your ears are ringing, you know, the Adria, the, the, the driver, his, his eardrums got blown out there. They were bleeding, actually. I got lucky mine weren't bleeding. And, you know, the first time we, the Humvee was, was on its side and the other guys, they pushed it back over and she started right up. Wow. Yeah. So what, what's the and procedure we, after that? Do you guys that. try to find safe, uh, safe space and then you go from there? You, you, you try to keep going and you, you try to, you just try to stay with the convoy. You can't hold the convoy up. You know, they, they, they pushed us over and we, you try to catch up because there was like 30 or 40 vehicles behind us and they couldn't go around because it was a gauntlet. So you, they try to see if you're okay, uh, get you out of the way. If you get, if they can run, run, and you just keep driving. You can, are you hurt? Nah, got a ring in. Air comes are bleeding, but you can still drive. Yeah. All right, let's go. Because you can't, you can't sit there. You can't. And 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 most people will tell you an 88 Mike is one of the most dangerous jobs that you can have because if you if you can't get the supplies to the forward observation bases, which are called FOBs, then you can't fight. And that's all it is. It's FOBs everywhere, forward observation bases, and you you leave from there to go to somewhere else. You go back. There's no friendly territory or enemy territory it's all enemy territory wow that's absolutely crazy okay so you've gone through this whole um this first occurrence now you get back to the fob are you being checked over by a medic and like yeah yeah the, yeah you, you go to the aid station and they look you over you know uh if there's no visible you know wounds you know they, they you may have like a day or two off and they keep you in there because you could have internal bleeding right uh the the, the the fob that i was at they didn't have all the x-ray machine they just it was just basically an aid station you know it was only like maybe four or five hundred of us there so you know i was all right you know I didn't have any, any pain or anything. And they, they keep you there for a couple of days or two. And you're good to go. You're good to go. You know, a lot of guys, a couple of guys, you know, they, they panic. And they're like, I want to get home. I want to get home. I want to get home. You know, and they're, they're sent back to the rear, if you will. And, you know, they're, you can't be, you can't have guys that are scared and then fucking around and, and, and saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, because those guys sometimes... Like I'm going to turn this truck around and and drive somewhere else, you know. And you, you don't, you can't have that. You, no, of you can't because you know the, the supplies we're hauling. We're hauling any and everything you can think of, except nuclear weapons. But we're hauling anything and everything you can think of, you know. How long until you were back on the field driving again? I'd say about a week. It was about a week. And how long was it until you hit your second one? You said in your career, have you hit two or you've hit you've hit more? Two, two, just twice. Okay. And how long was it? Was it your next tour? Or was it on the same tour? Next, next, next tour. Wow. The first tour, the first, the first tour was, was Afghanistan. The second one was Iraq. But Iraq was a was a cakewalk. Hmm. You know, it, it it was a cakewalk. You know, because we had restaurants, we had fucking anything you could ever think of at the base. You know, we had everything. You know, interesting. What's it like, like now, base life, if if I can call it that, or, or being on the base? I mean, I know you said that you don't go anywhere else off the base unless you're in a group. I mean, is it much like a? I mean, the only thing I can 
Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a it's like a college dorm. I mean, you you got you know everybody's in uniform or whatever, and you got everything you could ever want at home. You got bars there, you got arcades, you got restaurants, you got stores. Shop, you can go shopping. It's just pretty much like everyday life, you know. Uh, but but except yeah, everybody's walking around with you know their weapons or their uniform or they're with their battle buddy or whatever. But I will say this: everybody fucking know. Everybody fucking. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, everybody. I mean, because it's it's co-ed, right? Everybody fucking. So oh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't partake in that because guys were, you know, does, does, does it does it burn when you urinate? Uh, shit, fire shoot out my dick, sir. No, I didn't partake in that shit. I didn't want to. No, uh. Uh-uh. But you were issued. We were issued like four or six condoms. It was part of your your TA fifty. We were issued. Everything you can think of, we're issued. Are you guys giving the the, the talk where it's like, you know, what happens if Vegas stays in Vegas kind of thing? Yeah, you were, but you're also told that if you're caught fraternizing or, you know, doing you know doing what you're not supposed to, then you're on a one-way ticket home. Because to be honest with you, the, the, the military, it's strict. It's a dictatorship. And believe it or not, it is a Christian military. It's a Christian organization. You will go to church on Sunday. You will pick a denomination, and you will go to church. <laughs> I went to the non-denominational, you know, but, you know, you, you, you know, it's a Christian or if you're Jewish or whatever, but it is a, if you will, a religious whatnot type organization. And if you're caught doing shit immoral by an officer or whatever, then you're going to get in trouble. The irony of it is like a don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Technically, they give you the condoms. They they do because they know you're going to be doing it, but they say, don't get caught. You know, and that's, I mean, it's just interesting for a lot like it's just interesting just to hear it all that stuff in your first tour was there like outside of these bombs or uh, improvised uh devices were you injured in any other way oh uh, not really okay no. was any of your partners like did anybody die i know this sounds like a morbid question i'm just wondering like the kind of psychological stuff you had to deal with i saw a couple of uh guys you know they got wounded and they died on the operating table gunshot wounds you know? or uh, gunshot wounds, uh, IED, you know, How about and then your, a couple uh, guys. your battle buddy? And then, uh, oh, what's that? What about your battle buddy? Did he survive? Oh, no, they're fine, fine. Some of the, the, the one that had his eardrums, but, oh, he could still hear everything. They were, they were just blown, right? They were just damaged. Okay, okay. That's but, good to know. But, uh, but on our off days, and the Marines would, would come walking by and say, you want to go blow some shit up, come go clear some houses? And we'd go clear some houses on our off days and blow shit up and fuck shit up. Like, obviously, this isn't with people in, like that are collateral damage, I'm assuming. Well, they're looking for guys or they're, you know, it's like search and destroy type. And sometimes they need extra bodies and they'd ask for volunteers. Hmm. And sometimes you go and Marines are insane, but they're the best in the world. Are you a United States Marine Corps? They're the best in the world. I don't get what any, fuck what anybody says. They're the best in the world. I hear uh, the same about what the, what is it called? The French beret? Is that, is that correct? Or the red the Red Army, or no, that's oh no, the, the Red Berets are airborne. Oh, okay, or, okay. Or maroon, maroon, maroon is actually their maroon color. Uh, if you're if you're walking around with a with a with, with a Red Beret or a maroon beret, then that means you're you're, you're most of the time. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the guys that, that I knew that had the maroon berets, they were airborne, and those motherfuckers, man, they were people you don't want to fuck with. Those guys. Those motherfuckers, man. Airborne Rangers, man, the hundred and first. Those guys. Wow. <laughs> those guys are in, they're invincible, man. They're 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 pre- they're pretty fucking tough. So, so you, you want those guys on your side. When it comes to uh, Americans, uh, the, the Marines and those guys, who's winning in a hand on uh, hand on hand fight? What's that? Who's winning in a fight in a hand on hand fight with the? Oh, uh, uh, I would say either it have to be Army Ranger, which is usually the hundred, like an airborne, or Navy SEAL. But I would 
field and the Marines. Those okay. Army Rangers, those guys. I mean, Navy SEALs. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're fucking insane. But I've seen I've seen you know the other have fist fist fights, guys getting fights, whatever. But I've seen Army Rangers get Navy SEALs ass. But I'm not saying they're better. I'm saying that's where I put my money. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen them fight physically, and I've seen Army Rangers win. You know. But Navy SEALs, like I said, it, it, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm saying that's where I put my money. Okay, that's fair, right? Nobody, uh, nobody yeah. like, obviously you're biased, and it's a good bias because that's where you yeah. got your training and stuff, right? So I get yeah. that. I don't want to go too much into Iraq because I want to I want to save that for another episode. But uh, okay. what are some of the things that you remember directly from Afghanistan? Sitting there guarding opium fields. Opium fields? Like uh, yeah. the flowers? Yeah, the, well, opium. The, the big, the big bold things uh, that grow up. Yeah, we're sitting there just gardening sometimes, and then we go away, and then twenty four hours later we come back, and, and it's all being cultivated. It's all about money. Yeah, Afghanistan. I don't care what anyone says. That's all about money. That's all about fucking money. And and people may, when they listen to this podcast, they may crucify me. I don't really give a fuck. But the last war that the United States should have been in was World War Two. All these other bullshit wars, we should not have been in. Shouldn't have fucking been over there. We had no business going over there. That's fair. That's, I mean, having known that you served, it makes sense that you would uh, have that opinion. You have every right to that opinion, seeing that you have served. Because, because I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, people say, oh, there's tyranny, there's this and there's that. But what about the, the, the bullshit that's going on in, in, in Africa? Uh, several years ago, I don't know if you guys remember, in Sudan, two million people were fucking massacred. Two million. Yep. And not, no one did shit because there's no fucking oil over there. There hasn't been no two million Afghans or, or, or Iraqis massacred in a fucking two-month period, you know? And, and, and what I'm saying, the last war we should have been in was World War Two. period. And I'm not trying to piss off Vietnam veterans at the utmost respect for those guys. But you're fighting over fucking river tree plantations and, you know, no. World War Two. The, 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 the Axis powers were getting ready to take over the fucking world. The Viet Cong wasn't going to take over the fucking world. I'm sorry. But like I said, I no disrespect to any of the other veterans. They, they answered the call, and they served, and they served proudly. And I'm proud to be, that, 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 to be one of their brothers and sisters or whatever, and they're the, the part of the greatest generation. But the last war the United States and its allies should have been in was World War Two. I can't see how I could disagree with you. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know as well as you would. So going back here to Afghanistan, how long were you in Afghanistan for? Six and a half months. And then at that point, are you offered an extension to stay there, or is it a like, hey, GI Joe? Yeah, yeah, well, your plans yeah, yeah, yeah. The average tour six months a year or, or whatever. It could be three months or whatever. But I was offered, but you know, I was like, nah, you know. I, 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 I want to come home. So what's that process you know? like? So you're, you're sitting in a tent, basically, and you're signing off a paper? And no, then... no, I'm, I'm in an air-conditioned building. You get your paperwork, you go to your commanding officer, he, he says, hey, we need you or we don't need you. You want to go home? Yeah, okay. Well, we'll get you on the next flight out of here. Did he need you, or was it uh, mutual no, at that point? They, they didn't need me. A bunch of us came home. They didn't need us. So what's it like when you first come back home? Well, we have to come back home. We have to go to our home barracks for a while because we have to be, if you will, reintroduced into society, if you will. So they're basically because making you, sure you're not fucked up. Yeah, because you just can't, you get off the plane, oh, I'm going to go out to a bar. No, you, you spend a little while at your home facilities for, you know, several days. Imagine just decompressing and being, yeah. like, in your case, like back on American soil and yeah. just allowing all that to sink in. I, I, like that to me seems like common sense. Because if you if you just went and well, a couple of us, we snuck off 
of actually like 30 of us. We went to a bar and a couple of locals mouthed off and we beat the fuck out of them. And we, <laughs> we went to war mode. No, it, it was bad. I, we went to war mode. I'm laughing, but it really is not funny. No. And we're like, you know what? We, we shouldn't fucking be here. We, we, it was only after we realized, because these dudes were bigger than us, but we went to that war mode. We, we were organized and... You know, we, we're trained to use our environment to weapon a war. You know, I'm throwing ashtrays and fucking bowling, or not bowling balls, but uh, uh, pool, pool balls with a pool table say, balls, whatever. Are, what, what bar are you going to? Like a Boston pizza or something with a <laughs> no, bigger falls, Clifton Hill? Sounds like Denny's to me. <laughs> so, so, so some bars, they still, you know, and in that time frame, still had smoking, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I know. So, okay, so now you've gone through your seven days, and they say, okay, uh, Lieutenant you go back Dan. To your job. You, you, you go back to your, 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 your normal life. You go back to work. So what's it like for G.I. Joe when he goes back to normal life? Is everything normal? Are you now having those um, PDS, uh, uh, PDSD dreams. And stuff I like wanted, that. I wanted to go back. I, I hated, I hated, I hated civilian life. I wanted to go back. How long but until I, you were allowed to go back? Oh yeah. It could have been, I went back, uh, several months later, but no, I, I, I wanted to go right back because being there, you have a structured life. You know, what you have to do, you know, where you have to be, you get three square meals a day, you know, sounds and you like, ain't got, I was going to say, it sounds like prison, except you get weapons. No, it, it dude, I, it, it's not prison. <laughs> not, not, not by a long shot. I know. No, not at all. So GI Joe, you're back. Yeah. What is, like you're a civilian life. Does that mean you're not uh, regularly visiting the base or are you going there on occasion or how does that work? No, you go there on, on one week in a month. You go there, you know, it was three months. So I went there one week in a month, but sometimes I go there during the week just to hang out, you know, because I, I, I hated civilian life. That makes sense. You know, because sometimes I tried to sleep, sleep there at the barracks. And they'd always have a spot for you, or you had to arrange it, or how does that work? Well, yeah, well, there, well there, like I said, it, 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 during the week, there's hardly anybody there. So at this really time, it just makes sense if that's your comfort area too, or your comfort zone. I should say. Yeah. I mean, it sort of makes sense. It seems foreign to me trying to wrap my head around it, but I mean, if that's your comfort, uh, what you've known type thing, I can I can see where that's where you're going to sort of go back to. I get that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered your tour to Afghanistan from your uh training days and the next time we speak i'd love to go down the path of the rabbit hole to your tour in iraq okay how does that sound for you gi joe oh good yeah like i said iraq i had i had a lot of fun i mean i'm not saying fun but you know what i mean it, it, it was interesting it was an interesting experience okay uh mofo you know? did you have any more questions here for gi joe before we cap this bad boy off I, I was just curious, like, do you ever get used to, like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around, like, the decompression time. No. Um, and, and what I mean is that like, you come back and, like, you know, you to me, it's like you could be back on American soil for six months or you could be back for six years, but do you ever fully adjust back to not always looking over your shoulder or no, um, walking to the grocery store and just eyeballing the whole situation? I, I would have to imagine that that stays with you forever, I would have to think. Yeah, because there are times when I'll see something and Shane goes, how do you that or I'll, I'll pick something out or I'll hear something or I'll say China let's go this way and something will happen and she goes how'd you know it was going to happen I said I don't know I just you know it, 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 you, you me, it, for me like I said I can't speak for everybody else but for me there is no normal there is no if you will going back to before it, 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 it changes you forever it, 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 when you go somewhere it, it changes you forever it, it really does you know you, you, there is no oh it's back to normal you'll always have that thing you know mm. no it makes sense i can get that yeah well i guess without further ado um 
just a friendly reminder, folks, you can catch us on the podcast on the website. Go to godeepproductions.godaddysites.com. And from there, you can listen to the podcast or you can click our links, which will connect you to our podcasters or get the gear. We have the new QR deep shirt. It's simple. It's plain. It's like G.I. Joe's drawers. <laughs> uh, Whatever. G.I. Joe, I just want to take this time and thank you for sharing your experiences with us once again. Oh, no worries. No problem. Mofo, it's always a pleasure to hear from you. And I know normally we're talking about the rubber hitting the, the asphalt for you, but today was a little bit different. Yeah, it's always happy uh, happy to be here, but it's always an honor to speak to someone that has served. Um we here at GDP Go Deep, the podcast, obviously, as much as we uh, do rip on our uh, buddy G.I. Joe here, we you know, we do with love and, and much respect. You know, we, we yeah. do really appreciate yes. everyone that, that has served and is currently serving um, at home or abroad. And uh, just want to put that out there that we, you know, we've known Joey there for, for quite a while and we rip on because we love him. But uh, we, we do fully respect the men and women of our military. And it's a true honor and pleasure to be able to uh, sit here, uh, you know, comfortably. And in Canada, and, and and do this, and, and be part of this whole thing. So definitely yeah. to uh, put that out there, that we do appreciate everything that uh, those members of society do do for us. Absolutely, a wise person once told me, nobody likes to tip, so that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep.